B-Pod Studios. The best show ever on 97.5 The Fanatic. The good thing is we have somebody on the line who can tell us. A guy who's in the know, who's been with us all year long, and now, unfortunately, we're wrapping up the season. Maybe a little early for our taste. Mr. Dave Zangaro from NBC Sports Philadelphia on the Comcast Business Hotline. How are you today, Dave? I'm doing well. If you guys are looking for some good news, when I get off the phone with you, I'm going to go shovel, and that will definitely spur some action, I expect to know, right about the time I get outside, uh, whether or not the Eagles are going to fire their head coach. Yes, because as soon as you're away from your phone or whatever for a moment, that's when, some, when stuff will start to happen. Um, Dave, so so one thing I've been, I've been looking at is the job itself, before we can dig into Sirianni and Lori and, and everything that happened in the year. And while I don't think all NFL jobs are good jobs because they're NFL jobs and there's only 32 of them, but the Eagles job seems to come with a certain set of circumstances with the, how empowered Howie is, the way they're pretty impulsive lately about one uh, about changing coaches or possibly changing coaches, and it just seems like when other people who cover the team have said when the team loses, it gets very uncomfortable, like extremely quickly. Is there something with the way the Eagles have set up their fr- uh, the franchise where it's, it's tough to find and hold on to a head coach in the current in their current situation? Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting question. And it's one we honestly asked ourselves in 2021 when the Eagles let go of Doug Peterson a few years after winning the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I think each job, though, presents different challenges. Does, does the Eagles' job have some challenges? Sure. I mean, you're coming into an organization where um, there is, I don't want to say overstepping because it's it's their team, right? But uh, we know the owner and the general manager certainly have a, a way they like to do things. Uh, the general manager has a ton of job security. Uh, so you kind of have to play within the framework of what they've set up. And I could see how you would look at that as being a negative. The, the positive part of that is this team has been very good for a long time. I mean, there have been some slip-ups here and there, but this is a, a franchise that's been very successful. They have shown an ability to put talent on the field and they have an ownership group or an owner, really, that, that wants to win and is willing to sink resources into the team. So like, yes, there are certain elements of this job that might not seem appealing, but there are plenty of elements that are very appealing. And I don't want to get into there's only 32 teams. We all know that. Right. But uh, I think there are elements of this job that like certainly, and especially right now, right? Like if they were to make a switch, uh, sure. You you have the downside of, of some of the things I mentioned, but you have a team that, that looks pretty talented that that might not need a whole heck of a lot to get back uh, into making a deep playoff run. You think you have the quarterback already. You have some talent on that side of the ball, certainly. So uh, I, I don't think it's like a, an awful job. And I understand that, you know, if, if they do make a switch, you're looking at the last two times they've made a, a coaching switch. It would have been after two guys had taken them to a Super Bowl, but the standards high. And I think, you know, after when they fired Doug, there are certainly reasons to do it. If they make that decision with Nick, there are certainly reasons to do it. So uh, I think you kind of have to look at those two situations independently. When you look at this meeting today, obviously they were told to go seek out some coaching staff and things like that. But what are the questions Jeff Lurie, do you believe, is going to ask Nick Sirianni in this meeting? Yeah, I th- a bunch, honestly. Uh, I think it starts with looking uh, – 
in the past a little bit and trying to figure out what went wrong uh, this season and why the issues that we saw this year were not able to be fixed. How was this able to snowball the way it did? I think that's where you start. But then the more important questions to me are about moving forward. And you mentioned uh, the search for uh, coordinator candidates. That's really important because uh, in order for the head coach to remain the head coach, he has to have a plan going forward. And a big part of that is staff. And if I'm Nick Sirianni, I look at Jeff Laurie and I say, well, look at what happened when I came in here and I had my pick of guys. I brought in Jonathan Gannon, who's the head coach. I brought in Shane Steckin, who's the head coach. Uh, and if you give me that opportunity again, I'm going to go out and find quality candidates uh, to replenish the staff. I, I think that's a really important element of this. And staffing was one of the main areas where Doug Peterson and Jeff Laurie did not see eye to eye after that 2020 season. So there are, uh, you can try to draw the correlation there, but I think they're very different situations, uh, Doug in 2020 and, and Nick in 2021. Uh, after 2020, I, I think Doug kind of needed a break and uh, they had already played around with the staff. They were a few years removed from the Super Bowl. I think this is a little bit different, uh, but I'm also curious to see how receptive Nick is to sweeping changes on his coaching staff. I'm not, I'm not sure if I know that answer. Best show ever on 97.5 The Fanatic. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Lainey Wilson is on a roll. She's delivering great music and teaming up with some of country's hottest acts. Text Lainey to 45911 to see which four Lainey Wilson collabs have us talking at BackstageCountry.com. Text Lainey to 45911 to get a link to the list sent right to your phone from BackstageCountry.com. 97.5 The Fanatic. Uh, we're speaking with Dave Zangaro. does a tremendous job covering the Eagles for NBC Sports Philadelphia. Well, one thing that I th- I'm interested in is the de- on the defensive side of the ball. You hire a, a defensive coordinator, you then fire him or demote him, whatever it is. You bring in a new defensive coordinator, you elevate a guy, and the defense gets significantly worse. Now, I believe that Howie Roseman was a part of that that um, decision, and we know he's not going to have any uh, any consequences for making that kind of mistake. But if by some chance it was just Nick Sirianni's idea, which I don't think it is, but let's say it was, how, if you're Jeff Lurie, can you trust him to pick his staff when he just made such a tremendous mistake at defensive coordinator? Yeah, it's a fair question because that was disastrous. I think, and I've said this a few times before, when we look back at the 2023 season in a few decades, we're going to remember it as the year they somehow thought handing over the reins to Matt Patricia and we can was going to fix everything. And it, it became much, much worse. Uh, I do agree with your notion that I don't think it was Nick Sirianni's decision alone. And even if it was his decision, he doesn't make that on his own. That's a major change. And we know that uh, the front office certainly plays a role in major decisions like that. So uh, I, I don't think they're going to be able to pin that just on Sirianni, but your point stands. I mean, if that was his decision, it was an awful one. Uh, now, I do think, even though I don't think Matt Patricia is a, a, a very good defensive coordinator, I think that had he been the defensive coordinator all season, the product would have been better. I, I think the real issue, uh, there were plenty of issues, but one of the main issues 
was that you ended up having like this defense that didn't make any sense because you had two different philosophies and you're trying to blend them mid season. That's really what made it so bad. It probably would have been bad either way, but that's the element that made it, you know, this probably the worst defense we've ever seen here in the city uh, was the, the part of trying to do it on the fly and blend different styles together. It, it never really fit. So uh, I think if I'm Nick and, and they throw that at me, I say, well, let me give my guy, whoever it is, whoever his guy is, and and I don't know if he'll be uh, unreceptive to if the Eagles have some candidates in mind. I think he probably would listen to them on that. But uh, if you have an entire season and, and you're really able to establish a plan of what you want it to look like, I think that's probably a little more palatable than doing it in the middle of a season, certainly. A big question here is whether or not he did or did not lose this locker room. I mean, obviously, we heard from Fletcher Cox. We heard from uh, Kelsey, and they're all on his side. Those two guys might not even be here next year. Um, so what is your true feelings about what was going on in that locker room towards the end of the year? Yeah, I think when people hear the term lose the locker room, it it makes you think that, like, players just hate the coach and they're like, I'm not even going to try anymore. I, I, because I don't think that was the case. I, I actually think there was effort on the field. The problem was, I, I think you can lose the locker room in a different way uh, as coaches. And that's if they don't believe in what you're doing, like they might believe in you as a person, but if they don't believe in what you're doing uh, in terms of coaching an offense or defense, then it, it makes it really tough to play. And I, I certainly think we saw some of that this year. Uh, and that's natural because I, I don't think either side of the football was particularly good for most of the season at getting the most out of its players. So uh, it, it's a tricky thing because I, I think players certainly like Nick Sirianni and uh, all the connecting talk that he does. It's real. He, the, the players genuinely like him. I, I don't think that they ever quit on him, so to speak, but I do think there were questions as to whether or not they could trust what the coaches were doing schematically and game plan wise week to week. And, and that's a big issue, but I think that is a more correctable issue than if they've completely given up on the man. Uh, and I don't think that happened. So uh, I, I, th- I just think it's important to make that distinction between the two things because they are different. And uh, now the problem with all that is that Nick has by most accounts created a pretty strong culture and that culture still couldn't save them uh, down the stretch here. It's going to be very interesting what happens next, uh, Dave. We really appreciate your time all season long. It's a shame we can't continue to do this uh, with more games, but I'm sure we'll be talking to you once the decision is made. Before we let you go, just your gut feeling, um, does he stay or go? My gut this entire time has been go, but it's by a very slim margin, and it's really tough to say definitively because I don't know what they're talking about. I don't know what plan he's presenting. I don't know what Jeffrey's hearing. I don't know what Jeffrey's thinking. So uh, I've leaned go this whole time, but neither outcome would really surprise me, which I know is not going to move the needle. I know you guys want one way or the other, but uh, I think either outcome is certainly possible. No, we appreciate you just telling us the truth, Dave. Thanks so much for all the great information all year, man, all year long. And uh, we'll talk soon. Absolutely guys. Take care. All right, that was Dave Zangaro on the Comcast Business Hotline. Did a tremendous job all year with us and does a tremendous job covering the Eagles for NBC Sports Philadelphia.